needs to sit back. The doctor should look at it as soon as possible. It is the way in which we propagate our species. Hi, and welcome to Casual Trek, a Star Trek recap and ranking podcast. Or at least, normally we are. Today we're doing something a little different, as it's our one-year anniversary. Yes, we here at Casual Trek have been checking out Star Trek for a year, which feels kind of slightly uncasual now at this point. You'd think we'd have given it up here. Um and my name is Miles Reed Lobato. I am a writer, comedian, and it's my party, and I'll cry if I want to. It is, and he will. Um, <laughs> I'm Charlie Atheridge. <laughs> and um, yeah, my favorite thing is watching my friends cry. Um, this this has all been for this one purpose, Miles. This whole year. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, look, you know, you know what? Um, I'll take it over fucking cancer. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, my word. It, it's been some some years. It's it's yeah yeah. So yeah, um, yeah that's it, where it's, it's felt like a year since um, you said, you know, I want to do a, a Star Trek podcast, and I did what any good self respecting creative who has issues maintaining a schedule does. Which is basically put, put metaphorically put five metaphorical pounds on the table and go, all right, fucker, prove it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I feel quite pleased with that. I um, I'd had, I still have a, a few ideas for things like um, podcasts and such, and this is the first time. Uh, yeah, someone's called me on it and said, right, do it. So fuck. <laughs> Oh, oh no, what do I do now? I should have done it with your novel. Yeah, yeah. You should have done it with my novel. Yeah. Like, you know, you know what? I, do you know what would make me? Um, I was I was out with uh, my wife, Rihanna, and some friends, and I had this great idea for, like, a, a service where you pay someone to go to a friend and basically shame them or, like, berate them and, and into completing the thing they've always said they will. And, and Rihanna's like, that you know that definitely doesn't help inspire people. I'm like I am petty enough that it might work for me. Yeah. I just want someone. Yeah, I just want someone to go. Twenty bucks says you can't write the novel. I'm like, money for all rope. Let's do this and prompt them. Give them twenty bucks because I didn't write the novel. Probably, but at least you have a little bit of momentum there. Yeah, the momentum of spite. Exactly. Spite's a very powerful thing. The momentum of spite kind of sounds like a TOS episode. It really does. Yeah, I admit with us, with Casual Trek, it feels like sometimes suggestions of categories and things to cover have been pretty much both of us tormenting the other mm. in some sort of <laughs> weird death pact. Yeah. Although you you still haven't been crazy enough to go with my idea for an all-enterprise episode episode oh oh well i i have some ideas oh no which, which might even cause there to be one or two three enterprise episodes oh god are you are you gonna have an enterprise episode which uh which is themed disappointing series endings to shows called enterprise could you do three with that 
No, it would just be the two. Yeah. And then maybe, maybe just, oh, wait, we've done the episode where it's meant to have taken place in TNG because it's apparently meant to be during the Pegasus. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, apparently that's like the point in the, in the canon um, when Riker is having a conflict of interest to, you know, which involves him having to watch the end of Enterprise for some reason. Huh. That's weird. Do you, do you know? Do you know which TV series has the best ending? Okay, Blake Seven. Hashtag Blake's boys. <laughs> so this is, as you might be able to tell, uh, we have no notes. We are probably going to be fairly impenetrable, more so than usual, to the people that haven't experienced Casual Trek before. If this is your first episode. Go away. This isn't for you. This is for people that have suffered enough. And um, go to... God, go to the games one. We get all of the, the Nerd and Thai, or at least a number of the Nerd and Thai folks doing at the Alamorain song. Or go to episode six where Odo explodes and we lose our minds. Um, there are so many better episodes than this. But here we're just going to have a bit of fun going over you know, what it's been like in this last year, you know, and um, what we've experienced. And early on, we did a calibration episode where we were looking at our experiences with Star Trek and what we've seen of it, because we both love Star Trek. But, you know, as it as we say at the start, it's far from our first fandom. So actually dedicatedly watching it and covering it and i guess over time becoming less casual as part of the arc of the show the thing i've noticed from like having to regularly watch star trek three times a week once every fortnight is how my executive dysfunction has executive dysfunction it's been impressive trying to schedule literally like three 45 to 50 minute watching sessions. of television. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, I, you know, I, oh God, like I know, I know people who can just sit down and just binge watch TV show like in a couple of days, mm. like um, sometimes when, when Rihanna, my wife is at a low ebb, um, she would just get into like a zone where she'll either watch the whole of Gravity Falls or Steven Universe in the space of like a couple of days or like once a year. Um, she watches all the episodes of the anime series Slayers, yeah, which is four 26, which is four 26, 25 minute episodes per season. Mm -hmm. Um, a collection of movies and a collection of like. OVA, like, director video. And she does this over a space of three to four days, like, once a year. Not, It's not really a challenge anymore, because she can do it. It's yeah. just more of a, she does it every year, and I'm like, man, sometimes I, str like, I struggle to consistently watch shows I like. Like, I don't think I've watched classic Doctor Who in a couple of months. And there were times where, like, admittedly before I got you moved to the states and got married mm. i i spent like i i could spend like whole evenings just in my room 
watching Twin Peaks and Babylon 5, like one episode after another, and I kind of, I just miss that because I can't even watch television. I, yeah, I've found similar sort of things. I've realized where you were saying when Rihanna's at low ebb, she'll watch Steven Universe and Gravity Falls. Yeah. Um, Emma's equivalent is um, Hannibal, mainly. Wow, damn. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> Speaking of shows I get, and I want to get back to, season three of Hannibal, Hannibal but enough time has passed where I'm kind of like, man, I kind of want to go back and re-watch Hannibal. I mean, it is because, worth it. Ha- hang on, Hannibal the show, yeah, or Hannibal the really lackluster sequel to Science of the Lambs, which notoriously changes the book's incredibly controversial ending. Weirdly enough, it's for TV. The show. TV show, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, oh, man, I, I yeah. can go on about. Okay, so I'm, I take it you've seen a significant amount of Hannibal. I've seen all of it now. Okay, is it me? Or did they bring in Eddie Izzard to specifically do a ripoff of Anthony Hopkins' Hannibal Lecter to go, this is how that kind of character doesn't work and it doesn't work in the, in the show we've built? It's one of the better Eddie Izzard acting things. I've not seen much Eddie Izzard acting, like dramatic acting mm. roles. I think it's they have a side role in Shadow of the Vampire. And then they're the disco-themed henchman in Mystery Men. Yes. Who has the fantastic line, disco is not dead, disco is life. I think that's the best one. That's like yeah. a high point. So I've not seen Eddie in much else, except in um, in Hannibal, where a lot of bad things happen to them. Oh, God. Now the... Um, yeah, post... Well, we had local elections around my neighbourhood. And yeah, did did the cat did the cat crowd come out and vote? I mean, probably not. Like it's our it's our first time being a Labour constituency instead of Green. But oh. um, yeah, a weird one. But Labour called round, and who would be there? But yeah, Susie Izzard. Ah, and it's wow. like what? <laughs> what, are, <laughs> what are you doing here? It's amazing. Yeah, in retrospect, I realise I should have asked, um, what are you doing here, given Keir Starmer just throwing the LGBTQ crowd um, yeah. to the wolves to try and court the right wing? But, um, you know, it just for startle... Hey, Charlie, yep. this is a Star Trek podcast. There's uh, no room for politics. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, but... Um, I can't. Yeah, but Hannibal is one that is fairly regularly on rotation. Okay. For me, it used to be that I'd go through a marathon rewatch of things like Buffy, of Lost, of Alias, of Gilmore Girls, and there are some like Lost and Gilmore Girls that uh, Emma will not see, and that's fair. You know, we all have our own tastes, and I know that Gilmore Girls and Lost are very acquired ones. But yeah, I I don't know. Time seems to move far faster and more worryingly. Uh, yeah, as you get like, older. I I I want to rewatch Babylon Five because it's been a while. But my mind is like, you know, maybe you should watch Farscape first, a show you haven't mm. actually finished. You should. Farscape's really good. Yeah. Um. I'm just gonna take you know after the last episode where we called out Sean. I'm now going to call out um, friend of the show, Celeste. Celeste, 
Watch more Babylon 5. Celeste, it's all right. You don't have to. Celeste, watch more Ma- Babylon 5, you magnificent fucker. I like that we've got onto other science fiction shows than Star Trek now. It feels fitting. But yeah, Farscape was one where I didn't watch it for ages. Sorry, I did watch that from the start. My friend Steve didn't watch it for ages. Because at one point, John Crichton gets vomit on his hands in order to use the DNA locks on a, a control. Yeah. And he kept going, vomit hands, ugh! And, uh, and <laughs> just shutting down any conversation. That I think way. you brought this up before on the show. Possibly. Yeah, basically, yeah. Be, be careful with these TV shows. It may look like something where someone gets vomit on their hand. At least it's not Lex, where it's a show where you're going to get other juices on your hands with Lex. I mean, in Lex, that's a feature, not a bug. That that said, Lex is amazing, and I really, I really want Lex to kind of get. You know how with quarantine, people like people of like the younger generations were discovering shows like Columbo, yeah, and Red. I want, I want the younger generation to discover Lex. <laughs> because I want like the very puritan I want the puritanical left on Twitter oh, who complain God. about sex scenes in movies to start like getting uppity <laughs> about Lex. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. That said, I love Lex. Every so often my ringtone is the um the Brun and G fight song. Oh wow. Because, you know, you, I I know when it's gonna be my phone when the phone just goes your way or umbare your era sharum brunanji your way or because that's honestly kind of it's somehow a surprisingly awesome fight song in this really pervy German Canadian co production. Yeah, it I it's a I can't say it's a good show. But it's a show you never forget watching. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a show I watched about four seasons of. But yes. <laughs> it's it's like, yeah, this is Star Trek. But we admit the characters fuck. <laughs> I, I think going to one of your questions, um, which you know I saw earlier, about how my opinion on certain shows have changed. Oh, yeah. I always assumed that the characters of TNG were kind of like action figures and didn't didn't fuck. Now I'm kind of like, oh no, no, they, 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 they fucking, yeah, yeah. So yeah, in that, on that note, there are questions that I have to pose us, as as is often the way. And Miles, how have the shows changed in your eyes? Well, the the big thing has changed the shows is now I'm having to watch them and ho- and have subjective, objective opinions. Mm. I now actually have to put more effort into watching them because I'm like. I where is this gonna where do I think this is gonna go on the list? What how is you know it's not just I'm bored, I'm gonna watch Star Trek, is now I have to watch Star Trek and make notes. Yes, I would I almost always second screen. It's a terrible habit, but if I if I have my free time, I'm probably playing on the Switch with something else on in the background. It's why even though uh, recently we've got a bunch of uh, subtitled movies in, we've not really watched any of them because in the end, Emma and I will probably both be playing Tears for Kingdom. What, and, um, what movies? 
uh, Zatoichi and the Vengeance trilogy, of which I've only Ooh. seen Old Boy. Oh, okay. Is that the the Zatoichi film from the early Y2Ks with Beat Takeshi? That's is... exactly it. Okay, I saw that at the Marina when it had a, it had a brief release hmm. on UK screens, like in that wonderful period after Kill Bill and Crouching Tiger, when like Eastern Hong Kong martial arts samurai films had like kind of came back into vogue um and that one got like remember it was yeah it was the marina and i got to see that film on the big screen it was amazing nice i'm definitely looking forward to seeing it but yeah this has been a very good effort in both active watching and yeah as you say i need to know okay, what is going on with this compared to how Star Trek was often consumed by me, which is as a thing that is just there. Yeah. You know? It's reliably just there. Even DS9 with its overarching storylines and its long plots and, oh, aren't some of these things a bit tricky to deal with? And actually doing something like this means paying attention, as you say, taking notes, most of which are terrible, terribly written at the very least. And um, yeah, just in a way also that portion control where I'm watching an episode here and there and not just binging or not saying I'm going to binge this and then not doing it, not <laughs> watching it at all, but going, okay, I am watching these like, um, people that follow me on social media will know that I am reading an issue of X-Men a day and have been since August 2020. And it's been fascinating taking my time compared to the last time I did any kind of X-Men marathon where I binged a lot of it in a month and barely finished NaNoWriMo because that's what I was actually uh, doing during my first ever NaNoWriMo where I had the entire month off and I... I basically just read a lot of x-men wait you, you, and you i didn't take any of it in wait you you took the entire month off mm -hmm. to do nanowrimo yep that's cheating i passed by 584 words like look um i asked someone who who had to do who has done nanowrimo um with jobs where there's a christmas rush Yep. You, you have you have never done NaNoWriMo until you've been writing words at four o'clock when you in the morning when you've just got home from work. Uh, I've written words in the car on my phone. Um, I've written words all over the place. But yeah, I've uh, the first the first year of NaNoWriMo, I basically had I was owed so much time off, but I was able to take an entire month and I didn't know what I was doing and wasted it. And then, um, yeah, ever since yeah. I've had a few days and last year, no days mm -hmm. off at all, which fun. Um, as, a, as a writer, as well as uh, a casual fan of Star Trek, has this evoked any want of writing anything spacey in you? Um, I generally write space opera and science fiction to begin with, so oh, it's not as if it's it's the same. It's level. pretty much it's pretty much the same, but now I'm more conscious of kind of what to really. I don't want to say avoid, but <laughs> what pitfalls to not fall into. Yeah, again, see episode twenty three and the ep 
the machine that kills a boy in order to make a sky city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, <sighs> it, it also, you know, I, I think when it comes to, like, you know, with, with Star Trek, because my, like, despite the fact I, I, I write science fiction and, and space opera, I really don't know much about actual science. But that's okay because, like, I'm not writing hard science fiction. I'm basically writing space opera. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just, you know, it's uh, the, the technology of, of Star Trek, like the warp drives or tele. Okay, transporters keep me awake sometimes because I, the whole being disintegrated and then re reconstituted. So I'm like, are you, it's like, it's the, are you a copy? Do you remember beaming? Yeah, but. The thing is, right, the thing about that, and I get it as a thought experiment. Oh, yeah, we murder everyone and rebuild it. Yeah, yeah. Um, thing is, it's science fiction. They'll have figured it out. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's, they'll have done something. You know, it's like with the X-Men in Krakow and Resurrection. That is a clone. Um, I saw someone posting on Facebook the other day about Sinister saying, oh, I could never actually clone Jean Grey. I could clone things that were similar to her and going, oh, this means that her resurrection isn't right and none of theirs is right. So, yeah, you've basically eliminated all of the X-Men if you if you go yeah. down that line of arguing. The thing that is Jean Grey isn't the body in that respect in Krakoa and with all of those kind of things. It's, again, wave for hand. It's fine. It's, it's it doesn't same, really exist. It, it's it's the same with the um the Peter Capaldi um episode of Doctor. I can't remember if it's Heaven Sent or Hell Bent, where he's trapped in he's he's trapped in a castle, mm. which is actually a Gallifreyan piece of equipment, and he's repeating the same thing over and over. And he, he basically he dies, but then recon resets himself. And you're like, so this isn't the Doctor. This is a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy of the Doctor that's been going for a few million years at this point to break down a wall. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you, you basically have to kind of wave your hands and use the MST3K mantra of repeat to yourself, it's just a show. I should really just relax. Yes. And there are some fun ones of those, like the idea of going... The Harry Kim at the end of Voyager isn't the Harry Kim at the start of Voyager because apparently he dies and a parallel Harry Kim gets stuck here. Uh, okay, fine. Does it mean anything? Fine. Not really. No. It's just a just a fun little tidbit, really. Speaking of which, have you like we've said about any kind of fun surprises, and you mentioned about with TNG how. Um, how these aren't just static action figures. The, the, the characters actually, like, my, I think I remember the thing I said about TNG mm. was like it was the show where the character, where it's a, it's a, an average show mm. being bumped up by a fantastic ensemble cast. And I admit, I kind of have to eat my words there because I'm really enjoying it more than I thought I would. See, I, I think. I've got a similar thing, but with the original series, where I remember, God, years ago, there were complaints about how some of the remasters were shorter. And I was like, I've seen one episode and it was tediously long. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with them cutting out any of the dead wood. But uh, 
I've been very much enjoying it. I, I think pretty early in casual track, I realized I actually really like the mystical space bullshit that I hated as a child. As that, no, keep magic and fantasy, keep science and science fiction. <laughs> no, fuck it, wizards. There we go. Weird god things. Yes. <laughs> it's Clark's third law. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that idea of the Renfair planets. And sure, some colonies are just going to go Wild West. Why not? Ancient why not? Rome. Fuck it. You know, we're beyond scarcity of want. We're, we're setting up a new planet. We're just all weird LARPers. Why? Why not make it? Actually, like they they went on that in in in, in uh, Taste of I think it was Taste of Armageddon. No, it was, it was Justice when they talk about why people want to build colonies when you have everything you need, and it's like, yeah, they want the challenge Hell yeah. of constructing something new. When it's that thing of not everyone does because you've got enough people doing other things in the Federation, but. You know, God help us, a, a fantasy world of people being able to do what they want to do without need of survival, you know, without going, yes, if I don't do this, I will lose a house kind of thing. A friend of mine, Alex, a dear friend who I argue with um, most times that we speak, but still, we we are very good friends despite that. He... um. He and I got into a big chat one of the last times we spoke about how, but if you don't have money, then why would you do any of it? And so, well, because you don't need it for a house. You don't need it for food. Uh, Why do anything? Well, yeah, there may be people that do that. But that's, again, a lot of the reason people don't do anything or veg out is because they're drained because of the things Mm. they're doing. And, you know, if you wanted to do anything, well... Would you take up the piano? Go, yeah, learn, spend years, like excelling and getting better and better at it. You, you know what I would do. Mm. One of the things I would do if I didn't have to work to keep to help pay my half of the rent, to keep to pay our taxes, to keep a roof over the heads of my wife, my book collection, and my cat. Mm-hmm. You know what I would do in that free time and still not be writing the damn novel. I'd be learning how to play the guitar. Yeah. I'd be doing. I would be. I would probably be doing more community. You know, I would probably be doing stand up more. I would. I would probably do like do community theater. Yeah. I would suck, but hell, I would be doing community. I would be doing community theater because it would be fun. Yeah, but it's the same reason Cisco's dad has a restaurant and stuff like that. Well, people need to eat. Do you need money for it? No. Good. No. People are hungry. They come here. Oh, it's full. There'll be another restaurant. It's like, all right. Honestly, you know, when I used to work at Starbucks, I used to think if I was rich, it would just be nice to kind of run a cafe, not like a big yeah. chain, but just like a small cafe, which, you know, can seat like 50, like 40 to 50 people because like it would be small. It would be nice. It would be like a local place. And that kind of atmosphere is lovely. Yeah, that's the thing. I know service industries can be awful at times. And at the same time, there are points where I I miss working in the comic shop. Yeah, I was very much priced out by a need for actual money rather than not really any money, but a, a good discount on comics. And admittedly, 
that's what I spent most of my money on at that point anyway. Yeah. But yeah, again, if it wasn't tied to anything, yeah, that yeah. would be amazing. Like, like being able to spend some time going, I I enjoyed playing around with trying to sort out my garden, but I'm never getting in there just between time, disability, a lack of any skills or experience. But if you go, yeah, yeah you can, we're not ha- hindered by by need for any of these things like go at it the the hustle and like speed of of corporate like food food service industry is horrendous but like yeah. as bad as the job got before the job got unmanageable like the yeah. nice parts were just like seeing and seeing a regular actually making a connection with someone yeah i know it sounds like corporate buzzwords but it was just actually kind of sometimes it's kind of nice to just have a quick chat with like a guy you just see like once every couple of days. Yeah, well, my local comic shop is is my old uh, workplace. Is where I I kind of had my first ever job, and I still bump into old customers of mine. Some of the staff members were customers of mine back in the day, and it is lovely catching up with them. Admittedly, again. I'm on a clock because yeah. I've got a job and need to run off to that. Got, but yeah, it's you got a job nice and a side hustle, and the side it, hustle has a side hustle. Exactly. Like, I, I hate that we live in a society when the that the passions that drive us hmm. are essentially relegated to side hustles. Yeah, it's like I, I have a, I like I have a, there's a, I have a joke which I'm always kind of, I'm always trying to refine in my set, which is you know how when you tell someone you, you're going to go to school to become an actor or a writer or whatever, and you get told, what if do you have a backup career plan just in case all your dreams fell through? I wonder if there's someone who went to tell their parents, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to take up accounting and I'm going to become a banker, and their parents go, have you considered taking doing an like an art class or amateur dramatic so you maintain some basic connection to the human condition Mm. and that's where god even in even in star trek even in tng with justice seeing seeing things like jean-luc picard going yeah no fuck the trolley problem yeah like going no no numbers that's not enough. Like, you, like you, going, oh no, it's cold logic. Oh, we've logicked our way out of this problem. No, no, no fuck you. Love wins, as Star Trek: The Motion Picture picture shows us. As so many of these things have shown us, like empathy and love and understanding and exploration. Like, um, what was it? Service, sacrifice, compassion, and love was Pike's mantra. I was yeah. like, "Oh, that's fucking good." Oh, you've mm. got me, you bastard! Like, I, I kind of love like these the characters are like even in TNG when I always feel like the characters are at their most up their own ass in mm. terms of their ideology. They do have they like Riker. They have personalities. Like it's yeah. there. Like you know. The, the the great thing about TOS is that you can kind of imagine just going to the pub with these characters. Hmm. Like you can imagine going to the pub with Kirk or, or Spock or Uhura. Uh, it might be kind of weird, and after a while, you might have to drag out bones from under the table because he's drunk himself there. God, but you know, you can imagine obliterated drinking with bones and Scotty. Like yeah, that would kill a man. Yeah, and you can just imagine like. Spock's, Spock is definitely not 
a big boisterous bar guy but yeah. spock is the kind of guy you definitely hang out with one drink in a really small in a really small out of the way corner pub and just chat to you for a couple of hours i've i've had um god I, on my birthday many many years ago i ended up at a squat party off of the london road hellmouth and there was a um a guy who we ended up like i got into the secret stash of whiskey that Ooh. was there because it was my birthday so yeah. one of the people there was like ah go on then let's drink some of this and talking about like Cole popper and metal gear solid and hideo jima <laughs> and all these things it's like yeah you would have that intense conversation at six in the morning yeah uh, with with the spot type but I mean, to be honest, the more you see of the TNG people, it's like, yes, it's a slightly more stuffy, slightly more formalized world, but they, there is interiority in them. And it obviously grows. Like, season seven versions of the cast compared to season one, where we, you know, seeing them in Genesis and in the one where Ensign Row is kind of a protagonist and everyone else is the enemy, versus how they were in season one with justice there's so much understanding of those roles yeah the thing i've noticed from voyager is that my disappointment of uh voyager's um unrealized potential is less about the characters and more of the setting of the delta quadrant yeah because so much like what we see in the first episode of delta quadrant feels like it's almost kind of going for a post-apocalyptic like societal collapse and they really don't do much with it. Like you have, you have the Kazons who are like scavenger Klingons, but are, apart from them, it's just like, yep. And here is um nice weird planet number four two three. Yeah, the same as those ones over in the Alpha Quadrant, but Delta Quadrant now. Um, yeah. I get that they're they're traveling, so they're not just going to be in the same bit of space. But yeah. It feels like space could be weirder and the plight of being half a crew of of like freedom fighters who abandoned the Federation and half an understaffed Federation crew would have been could have been more interesting than it has been so far. And I admit we've been we've been a little remiss with some of that. Like we caught up a little with Tuvix. Um I think we're like it looking at our list at the moment of all things strange new worlds is the one we've done the most of at 25 percent because wow it's, there's so little of it yep and you know we're in double figures with lower decks the original series and the animated series and voyager is only ahead of enterprise and oh and ds9 weirdly huh yeah i i thought we'd done much far more episodes of ds9 same same i guess there are tons of two-parters mm, so, that might be it. yeah but yeah we we will get to them don't you worry but um like, uh, it's, and it's the same problem with enterprise you kind of want it to be a more, bit more to be a bit weirder well r- recently because i don't know enough about enterprise compared to some of the others i've been writing tiny synopses of things i think they're about uh on on our big sheet and i want to see a bunch of them and that's something which i'm i'm pleased like there are some which sound a bit 
middling or a bit kind of they're just bridging one episode to another. But there are some odd ideas and there are some very Star Trek ideas. So hopefully, like my hope for the coming year in Casual Trek is that I see some any Enterprise that I like and that there's some Voyager that I've never seen before. Um, I, I, I like. We, I think we've had one good episode of Enterprise mm. with uh, the Andorian. Oh, it was so good! I really yeah. liked. Like, it's not high on our list because it's just a good Star Trek, but it shows proof of concept. It shows they can do a good Star Trek. Like, I, I really want to see some more bad episode. I kind of want to see a bad episode of TOS or TNG. Yeah. I want to see something. I want to see something appalling because I kind of worry that we're gonna go. We're gonna go too top heavy. Yes. Yeah. I'm curious to see what bottom shooters there are, and I'm I'm just hoping there are some fun ones out of it where it's like this is bad. Everything about it is bad, but it is n- nice and fun to chat about. It's bad, but let's enjoy the ride. Yeah. Yeah. Barclays a, Barclays a spider again. Yeah. So. Um, back to back to our our kind of catch up and our questions of how things have gone. I want to see if I can do a quick word association style thing with you, where okay. I want first response, top of your head, with each for shows. Who is your current, as from what we've seen so far, favorite characters from any of them? So original and animated series. Bones. TNG. Riker. DS9. How much how much O'Brien? Miles O'Brien. Hey. Uh Voyager. Pass. <laughs> uh, fair. Okay. Enterprise. Porphos. Yeah. Lower he's, deck. He's, he... <laughs> Discovery. Oh fuck. Saru. And Strange New Worlds. Ortegas. Okay, cool. I, d- I didn't realize that with Ortegas. Like, she's been good fun, but yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's do this with you. All right. TNG. LaForge? Like, it's difficult. I was going to say Riker because I love his idiot drop <laughs> energy, but I, I still, I've always been a fan of LaForge. All right. Okay. Strange New Worlds. Alan. Picard. Oh, fuck. I forgot about Picard. <laughs> oh, no. No one. No, Wharf. fuck. Shaw. Sure. yes, of course. Captain Shaw, the I, best I'm, captain. I might have to go with New Wharf for that one. Oh, New Wharf was very New good. Wharf. Uh, Prodigy. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I, I made a list and I forgot both of those. That's terrible of me. Um, Zero's been kind of fun. I want to see more of the George Costanza Tellerite. No, Jankum Pog. Pog. Jankum Pog. Best, best character. All Love right. Jankum Pog. DS9. Bashir. TOS. God, it's probably going to be Kirk. I'm surprised that I've liked him as much as I had. Like, a few episodes ago, you mentioned how every impression of Kirk and a lot of 
people acting as Kirk have been doing like bad impressions of William Shatner. And I, I braced myself for that. And he's not been that. No, because uh, I think like William Shatner, I think is like Leslie Nielsen. Hmm. Like Leslie Nielsen works in like airplane and like police squad because Leslie Nielsen's not in the not in on the joke. Yes. Then you get to films like Police Squad and like Leslie Nielsen's latest ones where he's in on the joke and he's not as funny because the funny thing about Leslie Nielsen in a comedy film is that he's the straight lace actor. It's how deadpan he is in yeah in yeah in Airplane in Police Squad. Less so in say Dracula Dead and loving it. Um. But yeah, I think like Shatner is definitely a very theatrical actor, but we've yet to reach a point where he hits prime ham. Yes. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I, I don't know if that's just going to be for films or it will be the latter seasons of uh, the originals as well. Right. Okay, I'm just going to continue the word association game. Oh, God, yes. Okay, uh, DS9. I've said it, Bashir. Doctor Who. I mean, like the master's always fun. The master always seems to be enjoying enjoying him or herself, depending on the incarnation. Um, yeah. Alright, uh, Voyager. Probably Janeway now. Like, I I was going to say the Doctor. I normally say the Doctor. But Janeway is the gives no fucks captain. Is, like, she's obviously pissed off at everything. And, yeah. Is very good at it. All right, Silver Age X Men. The sad thing is probably Beast. Like Roy Thomas, Roy the boy did a good did a good job with Hank McCoy in that era. Like he and Bobby just ruled that run, that bit, the moment that Stan and Jack left. All right, and the final one for the prize to take it all home. Mm-hmm. Lower decks. It's I've... how could I forget his name? That's terrible. I yeah, you'd think I'd have learned all the cast's names by now. Uh, um, what is his character trait? Cyborg guy. Uh, Rutherford. Yeah, Rutherford. There it was. There we go. Oh all right. my god! I was looking at some really cool clone high style fan art of them all. This okay. earlier today. I, I, there's one I forgot. Go on. Disco. Yes, yeah, Saru. Like, uh, Tilly's great, but Saru. Saru, yeah. Doug Jones is amazing. Yep. Like, get, get Doug Jones in all of the things. As a person, as a weird guy, he he's amazing I, at it. I, I want to see a romantic comedy where Doug Jones plays the male lead. Yes. It's like, I, it's like all those weird kind of characters. Like, I would like to see, like, a... A generic kind of eighties Meg Ryan romantic comedy, but like Steve Buscemi is in like the charming romantic male lead part, <laughs> like when Harry met Sally with Steve Buscemi, with yeah, just a weird, slightly slimy guy. Yeah, you you've got mail with John Malkovich. Oh dear, yeah, he'd yeah. be great fun in that. Um, yeah, okay. Speaking of which, actually, with these kind of with the word association, who's your favorite prodigy character? Jank and Pog. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, Jank and Pog. Yeah. 
And as you said, it's Wharf 2.0 for for Picard. New Wharf. New Wharf. Oh, same same great scowl. Brand same, new flavor. Great, uh, same old scowl. Tastes like chamomile tea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. I think, my, I think one of my favorite parts of, of Picard was um, in episode 10 when Worf says the line, I will make it a threesome. And Riker's like, do you even listen to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> like Riker and Worf, like I loved Riker and Worf in season three of Picard just giving like, okay, mostly Riker giving Worf shit. Oh God. Yeah. Worf like set up a lot of that. He was very good. And, and swords of fun. You can tell that Worf plays D and D because, you know, he, he swords of fun. He's sticking with his, um, he's, he's sticking with his preferred weapon. Of his weird exotic blade. Yes. Okay. Um, next question, Mars. In the last year, since we started this experiment, what is the least casual Trek Star Trek thing that you've done? I think it's... Um, I've started becoming a regular buyer of the IDW comics. With the, with the current... Like, they did the relaunch... With the stuff with the Star Trek title and then the spin-off title Defiant. Yes, I I really want to read them, but I decided a while ago to wait for the trade. And they the bastards haven't released it even yeah. now. It's it's been good, like they've mixed they've mixed up the characters. So you've got Cisco Data, Beverly Crusher, Tom Paris, Worf. Jake Sisko, and then also like later on, around about issue seven of the Star Trek title, they then bring in Shax, who is being <laughs> drawn and treated as a, like a serious character, but it's still Shax, the um, muscle, the muscles from Bajor, um, Cardassian murder machine. You know, he's essentially kind of Brock, basically kind of Brock Sampson. Yeah. From the Venture Brothers. Fantastic. And then you have the Defiant, which has Worf, Old Spock, Belana Torres, Ro Laren, and Law's severed head. Ha. Huh. On like a on like a renegade kind of black ops team on Defiant. And it's been really fascinating to like because like the characters you net like, okay, it's incredibly fanficky because it's like, you know, let's have Worf and Spock have to team up for the greater good yeah. and it really works and so like you know and then you have um spock having a spock and law having mm. to kind of outsmart each other wow it's um they've been fun it sounds like some interesting takes on on star trek um yeah when the graphic novel collection of it comes out we we're going to have to record some bonus content about yeah it. like um They've like they're like they're fun comics. They, unlike a lot of Star Trek comics, like they're not. They're basically kind of doing their own thing and telling their own stories and trying to have like actual weight and not just this is an ep a fun episode we never saw. Yeah, well, yeah. that's the thing. Previous companies have done either these are just other episodes of the week, or like Wildstorm did some tie-ins to the. Voyager video game 
at one point, uh, drawn oddly enough by one of the artists of Legion of Superheroes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was odd. And um, then you'd get you had Marvel's stab at doing brand new original stuff like Starfleet Academy, uh, with a kind of giant Andorian Fairchild style kind of protagonist. And um, actually, they did Early Voyages, which yeah. I quite liked, which was Pike in that lot, which obviously is very much not canon. But they, um, they yeah. did. So, I remember DC did a bunch which take place between the movies. Hmm. But it's quite. It's quite. I remember it being quite funny because, like, it got it. Like the the comic continues on from Wrath of Khan, as in the the Enterprise goes in more adventures with Savick in the Spock role. And they're having to come to terms with Spock's death. But then Star Trek 3 goes, we're going to take place right after Star Trek um, 2. So the comic has to go, quick, let's really badly battle damage the ship to kind of <laughs> get it into... Yeah. Then it, they continue on from Star Trek 3. And it's like, they have adventures, Spock's fine. And it's like, oh, wait, no, Star Trek and like the whole mutiny stuff sorted. Then Star Trek 4 is like, nope. We're going to take place straight after Star Trek 3. And so, like, right, Spock's ill again. We're, we're nicking the same Klingon ship, and we're going on the run again. Uh, it must be so frustrating as a writer doing that so close to it all happening. Mm. You know, the closest thing that comes to mind with that is how frustrating it must be for uh, Steve Rogers, the cartoonist in the Marvel 616 universe, making comics about superheroes like captain america and then something terrible happens like he hangs up the the costume again and wanders off or some massive status quo change and he has to suddenly get rid of any of his fictional versions of his adventures as captain america so oh fuck right okay u.s agents doing this and he will not draw this comic <laughs> um but yeah steve, Ro steve rogers the writer artist of the hit comic nomad Oh, yeah, yeah, that did not so well. Um, yeah, for me, I think my least casual Trek thing that I've done, I, I've I've resisted things like, stupidly now, I resisted watching all of Prodigy because I figured, actually, that feels a little less casual Trek mm. to, to just binge it as much of it as possible. Um, I avoided buying a tiny keyring tricorder, which I, I regret now. And, um, yeah, I guess is actively hunting down the comics, uh, the Star Trek comics that were written by one Christopher S. Claremont. I, the, the, my, on my list of least casual things I want to do, mm. I'm thinking of picking up Star Trek Resurgence, uh, oh, yeah. the video game for round about my birthday. And I want to lose sufficient enough weight so I can get one of my cosplayer friends to make me the uh the scant oh nice um because you know i i am i am uh directly scottish on, on my birth father's side and it's like you know what i'm nearly 40 i have no shame anymore i'm either gonna wear a kilt or a scant yeah fair enough and yeah if someone can help build you a scant why not yeah excellent that feels very uncasual track but yeah i i always figured this mission that we were going to partake in wouldn't necessarily be that we're always going to be kind of fairly casual Star Trek people, but you know, almost the becoming of 
going, okay, we actually know about this thing. Do and do like have opinions on enterprise. Yeah, or... we we might have to start like rivalries with other Star Trek podcasts. Oh, that we, we might we might have to go Grant Morrison and Mark Millar with other Star Trek podcasts and become enfant terribles. Oh no! Problem is, almost all of the Star Trek podcasts for Antares seem to be hosted by actors from Star Trek. So yeah, that's going to be a bit difficult. Uh, that's true. Okay, um, I have some questions. I have some questions for you. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Charlie, mm. why do you hate Blake Seven? <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> I just don't care about it. I, I I found the kind of people that were incredibly passionate about it had uh, a level of niche intensity that put some Doctor Who fans that I knew to shame. And... Okay, okay <laughs> Legion of Superheroes fan. <laughs> I Ooh, look at me. I'm I'm ra- I'm radical. I I'm I I am I am a, a, a bad boy. I like the Legion of Superheroes. Hey, I know it's not good. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> I don't know. It's I I came to a lot of British nerd things fairly late. Uh, I didn't see any of the any Doctor Who properly until until the new stuff, and even that was Matt Smith. And yeah, for some reason, we just never clicked with it. So I don't have that n- place of nostalgia. And yeah. Just right. didn't bother, okay. and also it gets to you. So, or at least I hope it does. So, yeah. Okay. Next question. Yeah. Uh, best, worst Legion reboot. Best worst Legion reboot. It's probably going to be the Mark Wade reboot. So Mark Wade's second rebooting of the Legion of Superheroes, where it's not a superhero team it's a bunch of fans of superheroes who have powers and whose membership includes every kid in this utopian future who wants to rebel a bit who wants to actually do proper solving of problems instead of letting you know algorithm computers and science police dryly deal with anything it was very silly it was good fun it Ended up being Superboy Prime's future. Oh, oh. weirdly, the Earth oh. where there weren't any superheroes. Gotcha. Okay. Then in the far future, because oh, they read comics, and in that universe, a comic is a method of communicating with other worlds, much like Grant Morrison's The Multiversity. But uh, yeah, it was good fun, and they brought Mattery to Lad back, which will always, always win me over. All right. Okay. Uh, let's see. Next question. Fra- which is your favorite one of Chris Claremont's obvious sexual fetishes? I'd, I'd rather not answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's it was a very formative comic to be reading <laughs> as a teenager. It's right. a very strange man, that Christopher S. Claremont. Right. And, um, yeah, he, I swear he invents them. Like, yeah. <laughs> there, he will find brand new ones just because he's got bored and distracted. Chris, Chris Claremont is the human personification, is the anthropomorphic personification of Rule 34. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd be fascinating to clone a young Chris Claremont and oh, have him grow up with the internet. Problem is, would he just never leave like AO3 and stuff? Oh, who knows? Um, all right, last question. Hmm. Karate Kid, yay or nay? Yeah, it's all right. No, I mean the Legion of Superhero member. Oh, oh, the Legion of Superhero member. No, I don't care for him. No. No. No, he's he's fine, but he's one of the less interesting of the Jim Shooter era kind of ones and didn't warrant a 14-issue miniseries. Well, maxi-series. And, of course, was his... He was made even worse by uh, being a big feature in the series Countdown. We don't talk about Countdown. We try not to talk about Countdown. It's a very bad memory. Um, yeah, basically, it, it the comics just go 52 and then Final Crisis. Ignore everything in between. Yep. All right. Um, okay. So, last question. Mm. What do you hope for in the, in the in the coming year of Casual Track? Oh, I, I, I mean, I, I have said I want to watch an episode of Enterprise that I enjoy. Yeah, like that, I really want to do. Um, we've got some fun plans with some bonus content, including possibly a little bit of casual tech. Which, um, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. And I kind of want to see some of the modern shows do some weird space bullshit. Yep. I can I can agree with that. You know, I want to see them having fun with some weird, some wacky space hijinks. I, I, I definitely want to see some really bad episodes of uh, TOS and TNG. If only to kind of even out the list a little bit. Yeah. Uh, anything yeah. beyond that? Any any kind of particular themes or ideas that you want to want to play around with? Oh God! You put me in the spot. Um, is Patrick Stewart truly the sexiest man of all time? <laughs> See, I, as far as themes, I was struggling to come up with a musical episode. Episode, and I've been hearing hints that there may even be attempts at doing something like that in Strange New Worlds. So, if they do that, we are a hundred percent doing yep. a musical episode. Episode. I, I think, you know, I, I can't wait for the short trips episode. Hmm. Yes, I need to get a copy of those because those are not on Paramount Plus. Uh, let's... Yeah, that's. Much... Yeah. Yeah, well, so Paramount Plus took away Prodigy recently. They never had Lower Decks over here. Uh, that's been Amazon Prime. Right. And uh, yeah, nowhere has for short treks. So I'm just going to have to find a, a physical copy somewhere because they that's, did get a physical release. That is that's stupid. And I, actually, I would like to do some episodes on some of the many Star Trek video games. Yes. Similarly, I'd, I'd be quite entertained by doing one about the, the varied board games and role playing games. The problem with that is I have owned the Star Trek Adventures role-playing game by Modiphius since about since we started, and I have not read it. Right. So, See, yeah, we, one day I'll read would, it, and that then I'll talk about like, role-playing. We, we'll definitely need to grab... We, we'll definitely need some more victims to, mm. do, to do Star Trek Adventures. 
Oh my god, yes. To do to do casual adventures. Well, or even something like Lasers and Feelings, which feels like it might be a good one for a, a podcast style uh actual play. But yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we will have some fun volunteers for that. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty much it. And you know, the main thing I wish for is that I keep we keep doing the podcast because it's always fun to to do this shit with you. Yeah, I think my f- that's where ultimately my favorite thing in this podcast has been our friendship, which it's got, you know, oceans between us. Yeah. And we spent years being in the same writing group, which would dwindle away every year after NaNoWriMo to basically us two and some baristas who thought who were torn between we're writers or programmers and um and yeah they we used to talk just endlessly about this shit and now we have a very fun excuse to yep so yeah (laughs) but no i i think on that note uh we are going to go because it is 86 degrees fahrenheit where i am and i am rapidly becoming a gigantic sweat gland uh yeah that's that sounds like a very like a, Star Trek thing. That sounds like a that sounds like a TNG episode. Actually, you know what? I know what I want to watch. I I want in next in the next year. Mm-hmm. I want to watch Threshold. Oh my god! And I think we need to devote an entire episode to Threshold. I was originally thinking our anniversary episode should just be Threshold, <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll find a special place for Threshold. God, we I've had one or two people talking about guest starring on here and it may have to be <laughs> yeah we definitely think for either threshold or spot like i think spock's brain might yep. also be one which is its own episode well there we go there we've yeah. got some fun things to promise for you lot see the real thing the real challenge we'll be trying to get um the members of the band spock's brain to appear on the show wow I didn't even realize there was a band. There was, yeah, there was like a, I think it's like a post-punk band. Hang on. Ah, what is nice. Wild Miles is having having a look at that. I will, of course, remind you in our our kind of fairly casual, not really having any. Give us money, you bastards! That that, please. Oh wait, no, it's not Spock's brain. It's Spock's beard. I mean, it is Spock's beard because we discussed this in the mirror episode. I remember yes. now. Yes. Yeah. It was. Spock's beard discussing Spock's, Spock's brain could work. Um, anyway, please pay us some money over on the uh, Casual Trek Kofi. And um, yeah, rate us anywhere, not based on this episode, but based on the other better episodes. And um, yeah, you can find us at Casual Trek Pod on Twitter and hopefully elsewhere one day. But um, yeah. Until then, I've been Charlie. That has been Miles. You. Uh, Oh no, he's mutated. He's uh, a threat clan now. uh, Right. Oh god, I'm going to have to kill him, my co host, with a rock. Kill me. Kill me. Live long and have a jelly baby. You've been listening to Casual Trek by Charlie Etheridge Nunn and Miles Reed Lobato. 
Music by Alfred Etheridge Nunn. Casual Tracks part of the Nerd and Tie Network. And if you want to support us monetarily, because you love what we do that much, you can now do that by going to Coffee and looking up Casual Track. There's a link in the show notes.